0: Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Hope you are all doing well. Got back from Northampton. um, As as expected, Northampton was fantastic. So I want to, right off the bat, I just want to give a shout out to the wonderful people of Northampton. Northampton Royal and Durngate. So I didn't know that the Royal and Durngate, like, I didn't know they were two different buildings. I've only ever done the Durngate, that big, the biggest room in Northampton when I've been supporting Ramsey. And then when I advertised my own show... I, it was my understanding, that they, well, I mean, no, more than my understanding, I know that they've got a 140 there studio in the Durngate. Now, I didn't know there was this in inter, intermediate, there was this 500-seater called the Royal across the street, hence Royal and Durngate. So I got there expecting to be just in the, in, in the big room, you know, sold like a, a few hundred seats in this big, massive room. But no, it was like the, the room held the amount of people that was basically... It was great. It was nice and full. It was fantastic. Loved it. I thought I was going to be going out to like a half-empty room. So I was immediately over the moon. And Northampton, I don't know what it is. You didn't let us down. It's always a good one. That's why it's always on the tour. So big shout out. And then it was, you know, me and Anth were walking back to the hotel. It's literally across the street. And because we couldn't find a way out, we ended up walking past some of the people who've been. And they were all just dead friendly. It was really canny. There There was like a set of two couples... This is the thing, because you just, you travel town to town, city to city every single day for your job, you never you never remember what's already been said. You never remember your, your last time you were there. So apparently the last time I was there, they're like, oh yeah, it was his birthday the last time, and you absolutely tore him a new one. All through the show, you were like, and I was like, oh right, and... I mean it was lovely that they remembered and all that but I just I was there I just had this blank you know I've just done the show and I was like all oh, right great well I'm well I'm glad you came back thank you <laughs> but apparently yeah um apparently this guy was heckling the last time It was his birthday and I I, I went into him and he obviously wasn't offended because he came back so that, that was great What else was said during that show Oh yeah there was this mad piss couple who they've got twins, it transpired they've got twins and um, it was their night out. So being a parent, you you automatically go, right, great. I know how few and far between a night out is, so good on you for coming out. And they said something like, I'm doing the show and it was one of those where they just kept chipping in like for no particular, like they weren't adding anything, but at the same time, they weren't being nasty. They weren't like, what's the word? What's the word? There was no malice behind it. So during the show, I say, you know, people who go for a run in the morning can you pack it in and and then he said something to the effect this this guy heckles out and he just goes uh people who run on Christmas day and I was like R- right okay yeah no worries that's fine yeah we can we can add them to the list also if you like you know let's let's just this just now descends into a, a town meeting and then there was a guy to the left of us who ends up was he was staying at the the same hotel so we ended up having a, a drink afterwards um oh god I can't remember his name now Bought us a pint. I was talking to him for an hour. Jason. I want to say Jason. Jason and Terry. Was it Jason? Well, you know what? It's on him. If this is you, if you can listen to this, Jason, if you can listen to this, if you are, if you've got ears, I asked you what your name was and you said Bob initially and then you laughed, uh, which is like a made-up name and then we never found out your real name. So I'm going to go with Jason, but if I can't remember, it's on you. Because I remember your wife's name, Terry. Why? Because you didn't fuck about... When I asked her for a name, <laughs> he said, so he just like shouted out, like, yeah, you'll be in Milton Keynes next. So I was like, right, okay. Are we, apparently, Northampton's right next to Milton Keynes. So I went, evidently, we have my tour manager in the front as well. Uh, so it was all nice. It was all nice. Like, you know, you were the perfect amount of interaction with, uh, with, with not being a bunch of dicks. And then later on, I said, he has a bit of life advice if you're a parent, if you're a new parent. One sentence that always gets us off the hook, just give us some Calpol. And then the mother of the twins shouted out, like, ibuprofen. And I was like, why? Like, nurofen. I was like, why are you just listing medicines now? I don't I don't get it. And then I said something to the effect of, or be, like, because both the husband and wife were heckling at one point, it was evident they were a bit drunk. And I just went, hey, them twins have got fucking no chance. And that was enough, all right. That was enough of like a round of applause. Like here you go, ba ba bap, done. And then she. This it's always funny when you see like hecklers like double downing or they don't know when they don't know when it's the end of the interaction because she tried to top it, bless her. <laughs> and it was just it was so harsh. <laughs> it almost if more people had have heard her it would have killed the room, but she just went. You know, because I just went. Them twins have got no chance, and she she just got all excited. She just went, "We're the McCanns," which is just fucking <laughs> fucking off brand, right? <laughs> not my patter, not the audience's patter. <laughs> but you know, you can't you you can't help but um, look back and like take yourself out the situation. You just, you just just go, oh yeah, she just got carried away there, didn't you? Bless her. But a good night was had by all. And now it's it's out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, we're going to be starting the new the new show. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing it at home now because, again, I'm, I'm, a ho- I'm home for the next two weeks again because all I've got is warm-up shows, work-in-progress shows. I don't even know where I'm going to be, actually. I've just got, like, the name of the promoter in the diary. So I've got Lee. I know I'm doing two for Lee Woolhead, and I know I'm doing four for Peter Dixon. So I want to guess that it's going to be County Durham area somewhere for Lee Woolhead, and for Peter Dixon, if it's four, I'm hoping it's going to be the same four as last year, which was Barnard Castle, Annick, Northallerton, and Hexham. So yeah, they should be, they should be the six that I've got in the next couple of weeks. Where, you know, you're trying out the new show, so it's good. Sophie's out. The house now as well, so I'll I'll have a chance to walk around the house and just kind of say things out loud. It's weird the approach, you know, when you when you're doing news. As I say, Sophie's out as well, which is um, you know I'm kind of kind of buzzing about She's that. So she works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and she so she's went part time since Lily's been born. She's out in the office on a Wednesday, so it's like on a Wednesday now I get to live my life how I used to because um, Lily's. At Wendy's as well until like half four. So Wednesdays is like the little glimpse that I have of what my life used to be like before <laughs> before lockdown and before Lily. Because before lockdown, you know, Sophie wasn't part time. She was working five days a week and she was leaving the fucking house. So it was great. So I had the whole house to myself. Ferris, Bureaus day off, Ferris Bueller's day off. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. It was great. I had my own little routine sorted. I mean, evidently, I was just living like a child, you know, staying up, watching telly till about two in the morning, sleeping it all off, probably getting up midday, clean the house a bit, go to the gym, come back, get something in for tea from Asda, but sit with a podcast in Asda Cafe and eat four chicken goujons on the sly, come back, how was your day? Couple of drinks, rinse and repeat. And then on a weekend, I would leave and go do my job. So I had the life, I had the life of Riley. I really did. And I had it for a long time, and then lockdown—that was all taken away from us. Not getting the violins out or anything like that. It's probably a good thing, to an extent that 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 routine was changed. I'm not going to say fucking lockdown was a good thing, Jesus Christ, but it was it was a good that that routine. Um, the spanner was in the works because all of a sudden Sophie's back, <laughs> so it's like Sophie's not going to the office. She's working from home nine till five, and she was like, "Is this how you fucking live?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry. This is <laughs> this is what this is what I do. <laughs> She's like, oh, this will not do, Carl. This will not do, and then so you know, you eventually you, your body clock changes, and now now I'm up. You know, obviously Lily came along during lockdown, so you you, you get out of lockdown, and Sophie's at home. Uh, Two thirds, you know. It, actually, she's only she's only away one one day a week now, right? So Sophie's away one day a week, and you've got Lily. So your whole your whole life changed from before lockdown and after lockdown, but for the for the better. Honestly, I do I do feel that way. Didn't see it at the time, you know. I was like, why am I not allowed to live like a little kid anymore? But it, it was a, a blessing in disguise. I've got you've got to look at things positively, you know. But it was it was the absolute pits but at least I'm halfway to being an actual grown-up now. Halfway into my lifespan. Had a fun morning with Lily, though. Bless her. So she gets up now. She wakes up, and you're not, she doesn't get up until the owl is up. You know, if you've, got, if you've got kids, you've got the owl thing. So the owl wasn't orange yet, so the owl wasn't up. So I went in 10 minutes before the owl was due up and just give her some books to read, and then I get to go back to sleep. But now that I'm not drinking during the week... Um, I don't really need, feel a need to go back to sleep. As soon as I'm up, I'm just like, right, great. Come on, let's go. What are we doing? All right. Got a lot more energy in us now. I say I'm not drinking during the week. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say I was doing dry January, but I think we're, we're, uh, the phrase I landed on was I'm trying to significantly reduce the amount of alcohol I'm having during January. That's, that's what it should be. And, and with that, I am. But if I'm doing dry January, I've failed for about six times. So I had a pint New Year's Day, which I told you about. Mum and Dad came around. That was open season. And then, oh, this week, yeah. So after Northampton, I had a drink. I had six pints in the hotel after the gig. Saturday, came back. Me and Sophie had a drink. I had four cans in the house. And then Sunday, I was like, you know what? We've broke it twice. Let's just start again on Monday. So then I had another four cans Sunday which again is is not proud of it but that's a lot less than what I normally have. So as a result, you know, haven't drank Monday, Tuesday, going to go strong now all the way through because I want to be approaching these work and progress shows with a clear head as well. So that's what I'm saying got a lot more energy. So what we were what were dancing to the deal with ants uh, Ansco Marching, you know that one. I was well I was about to do it, you know, the Ansco Marching. So if if you know it's the Ansco Marching 2 by 2 hurrah. Hurrah! The ants go marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah! And they all go marching down to the ground to get out of the rain. Boom, boom, boom! And then three by three, four by four, etc. I didn't know there were two versions of ants go marching. Apparently, there's another one. Well, there is. I saw it. It's a Wiggles, and it's it's um it's, it's I think it's a bit better. Is it better, or have I just um? It's just because I've heard that one recently. But that one goes um. The ants are falling into line. The ants are falling into line. All ten ants are falling into line, and then it goes. The ants go marching two by two. But instead of hurrah, they go hurroo, hurroo. The ants go marching two by two. Hurroo, hurroo. I was like, where the fuck is hurroo? Who the fuck is hurroo? Eh? Ah! who are you fucking hurroo? Eh, ah, get the fuck, fucking hurroo. I'll give you hurroo, and is it just because it's australia is australia huru and look it up it's not worth looking that up now you don't <laughs> i know you've only got so much time on your hands you don't have to listen to me look up huru but then the chorus has changed so they don't go down to the ground to get out of the rain what was their one it was a mad one it was like and the ants go marching home to get out of the rain yeah that's what it was Yeah, mad one actually that might be a New fucking TikTok video. You might be breaking news right now. TikTok ants go marching. Figure that out. Yeah, I figure that. Out. Yeah, it's not as if you've got a whole fucking show to write. Call. Yeah, just yeah, just piss about with your your TikTok videos <laughs> as well. <laughs> but yeah, have fun morning. And then Lily, she, oh bless her, she was so good. So because Sophie took the car to work, because she works for HMRC. So therefore. She's been waiting for a parking pass for the longest time. She's finally got one now, which is great. But it meant I had to walk over to Wendy's, which is about a half an hour walk. And then from Wendy's I went straight to the gym. So I did a big triangular walk home. But I'm feeling good. I am. And at Wendy's a day we went to soft play yesterday, trampolining on Monday. Bloody low. I'm getting I'm getting to have a workout now. On a Monday, and uh, me workout was just gone because I've got Lily Mondays and Tuesdays like you know full on, as if she's my daughter or something, and that's, it's terrible. But we used we'll, we'll go to art class on a Monday, and that's that's coming back next week. And um, I mean she loves art class, but I'm secretly a bit gutted because in place of art class, we've been going trampolining, right? Yeah, can you do both? You can, but there's only so many hours in the schedule. She's got a full packed packed week, right? It's like Mondays trampolining or art class, Tuesdays soft play, uh, Wednesdays mams but she goes to play group thursday friday nursery saturday day off rest day and then sunday she goes to football on a month so she's you know you can't yeah she's got enough going on She's two and a half christ <laughs> it's just fucking wearing them out so the sleep but yeah i went trampoline and, and i'm getting a full-on workout now it really like it's class because lily can just jump up and down jump on a bum and she let it's a seat drop and she lets us then she says like, "Daddy, run!" And she lets us just like, but it's literally just me and her at the trampoline park because nobody else goes. And so I don't know how long it's going to be open for, but I'm I'm clinging onto it for me dear life. And she just lets us just go from trampoline to trampoline, like all the. All... Did I tell you it, it's great? So so I'm knackered after an hour now. So we do that. Did I tell you that I went to the trampoline park in Sunderland for me 30th birthday? I was like, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an actual party, but. I just, I, I was going on a Tuesday anyway, and this and it just happened to be my birthday on a Tuesday. And Ant, at the time, he was wanting to to get you know get a bit fit and get get into shape and all that. So he was like, I'll do it, I'll do a bit trampoline and like, yeah, that'd be class. So I was like, right, mint, great. So you know, um, so we went to the trampoline park, and as we were driving there, I just happened to tell him that it was my thirtieth birthday. So. <laughs> I can just, I don't know what it is, I'm not the fittest, right? I'm not the most in shape or anything like that. But if it's a trampoline, I can just go. For a whole hour, I can just go and not stop. So I was literally bouncing from one trampoline to the next to the wall trampoline, flinging myself off that, going, going all the way across. This is like the size of like a you know like a football pitch, just like boing, 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 and then go to the actual main trampolines, do all the backflips and somersaults and that. Bloody, I love it. Honestly, it's it's the it's as close I feel to still being a kid, other than stand up comedy, actually. But yeah, the second closest. But it's great. But so and you know and. Wasn't going the whole hour. He had to have a little breather at one point. And I thought, all right, obviously he's just going to have a drink of water or something like that. And no, before I knew it, it was me Ant, and, like, maybe it was about three or four, like, school kids that were there. And I just heard over the tannoy, we'd like to wish a very special birthday to Carl. Happy 30th birthday, Carl. I was like, oh, you fucking dick, And So that was that was fun. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was just me, Anthony, and a bunch of kids. Yeah. God, that was six years ago now. What the hell? It's going to be seven in July. God, that wasn't supposed to happen. We had it. De- was it Homer Simpson? We had a deal, God. We had a deal. So we went to the soft play on Tuesday, right? And well, she was great. Loved it. Just making friends and all that. She can climb up the slide. I didn't get a chance to take my shoes or my jacket off and just climbing up the slide now. So I had to, you know, I was secretly quite... Proud that you could do it, but then you also have to say, no, you're not allowed to climb up the slide. You have to go up the stairs, etc. Anyway, I'm coming out with Lily, right? We've got a bag and a potty and I've got her. So I'm carrying like two bags and her. And there was this old lady who was like, and getting out of a car, and it's it's the it, the soft player we go to. It's, it's very very small car park. All the cars are like you know packed right next to each other. The closest I've the only time I've ever seen the cars closer to each other is the uh, train station at the Newcastle train station, right? So it's out, it's horrible. And she just like accused, not accusate but she just kind of pointed at me and she's like, "Excuse me," like because I was walking towards her. She was like, "Is this your car?" And I went, "No, no, no, mine's like further up here." And she just went, "I can't get in." I can't get in my car. And I went, all oh, right, sorry. Um, Yeah, it's not my car. She was like, look, look, I can't open the door. I was like, yeah, sorry, it's not, I, I haven't parked it. I don't know. Like, what do you want us at that point, what do you want? Can you not see that I'm fucking busy, you stupid cow? <laughs> <laughs> it's what I'd love to see. <laughs> And she's just going, I I can't, I can't get in. Look, look, if I open it, it's touching the other car. And like trying to get out of it, I just went like, ah, just give it a bit of a ding, man. And she just went, well, you say that, but it happened to me the other way. I was like, look, I don't, I don't care. Wouldn't it be great if you could just look at someone and just go, I don't fucking care. I've got, everyone's got their own stuff to be worried about. I don't care, right? Good, I think I ended it. I was like, well, good luck. You know what I mean? What is it about old people? Does that, does that realise? Not, do, they, do they either not realize or they do realize and they don't give a fuck? I don't. I don't know. You know what? You know, I remember me and Sophie with Lily were in there when Marks and Spencer went to Eldon Square, and we getting that really tiny escalator to Marks and Spencers. You know, it's like three or four steps, but it's an escalator. And it, I mean, there is Lily was like just born. She was like I don't know, like two months or something. She's in the pram, and you know, you've got a two month old. You not you'd not thinking obviously there was a sign there saying you know you don't put the pram on or you don't put this that and the other on and we just didn't think we just we just got on and, we, and then all of a sudden if you ever get on an escalator with the pram it was a scary fucking thing because obviously the wheel's not not working so the pram you know, the wheel gets jammed almost and the pram is going up and sophie was in sophie's in charge of the pram i'll put all the blame on her sophie's in charge of the pram and and she just starts like screaming so i have to like kind of I'm behind Sophie, so I have to reach around Sophie, grab the pram, and then lift the pram up. And then I'm saying to Sophie, like, move, go forward, go forward, go forward. And it was like a, it was a horrible thing, but every, everyone was fine. You know what I mean? It was just one of them, like, oh, God, like, I can't believe that we're both so absent-minded, but we're clearly not sleeping and worried about this, that, and the other and everything. you knew, new baby, so, you're not. you know, you got to forgive yourself. Everything's fine. And I just, like, heard this, like, old couple muttering and then i heard like and i heard this old lady who was referring to the the sign on the escalator i just heard her go well it did say and it's the only time i've ever had to like <laughs> cuz normally i'm the one i'm fucking the one who kicks off i'm bob bulldog briscoe and I'm like, this stinks this is total bs and it's the only time where i had to like talk sophie down from from the ledge like, cuz she wanted to go over and i was like look it's not it's not worth it Anyway, let's get back to the to the messages now. So, uh, uh, Rob, Rob Wells, um, he's a fan of the podcast. He said, just finished a new podcast and confirm your partner is correct. No butter needed if there's something else in the sandwich. Beans on toast, no butter. Ham and cheese toasty, no butter. Ham sandwich, butter. Oh, that's a direct contradiction. No butter needed if there's something else in the sandwich. So you've just said, oh, okay, well, I guess ham. So what, if it's ham and cheese, the cheese is doing the legwork that the butter would be doing? beans on toast the bean juice is doing the legwork of the butter if it's ham then it's dry therefore it needs a bit of butter oh, okay i can see where that. so so your complaint was it was it was moisture on moisture wasn't it it was um it was butter on coleslaw so all right thank you rob appreciate it right and and kate stevenson says uh, by the way i'm with sophie on this one you can't have butter with a mayo based sandwich film very specific. It over moistens the bread. I know a lot of people don't like that word, so I'm I'm going to try and not repeat it as much as I can. I've already said it three times. If you if you don't know, then then be thankful you don't know what that word is. But if you do, i hope you appreciate that I'm not saying it again. Although, just to add, I would have salad cream on a sandwich which has butter on. Well, again, and and I replied to her. I said you're all over the place. You are. You are. So am I none the wiser on that one? Anyway. But, What's your thoughts on anything I've said so far? Call Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu Original Limited series: We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices So, yeah, so now I'm approaching the new material. Now I'm in the new material phase, uh, and it's it's the worst phase. It really is. It, it, it's always the worst phase because you're starting again. You're starting from fresh, and you don't know you don't know if you've got another hour in you is the best way to describe it, really. You know, you, you start. The the process for me is that, like, I'm just, you, you know, you kind of make little notes. I always carry a notepad with us. If I don't have that, I've got my phone. You put some notes in your phone. And just daft little ideas, and you write them down. And then when it comes time to to write the show, you know, you consolidate all your notes, any funny story that's happened to you, anything where you go, I think that could maybe go into the show. You, you I, I tend to get it all down on a bit of paper and I go, right, what's the direction? What's the structure? What's the, what's the, the opening stuff? What's the accessible stuff? What's the stuff that needs to be at the end? What's in the middle? What seems to be the storyline throughout this? And then, and then it's just a, a, a question of, of writing and, Adding stuff and taking stuff away and editing and adding more stuff and taking more stuff away and so you know I've written the show out now probably about you know ten times of of each little bit with each little joke and knowing fine well that like probably about half of it if I'm lucky is going to make it to the end uh, you probably even less than half because you go on with what I always call a blueprint. You go on with a blueprint of what you think the show is going to be. Don't bother learning it too much. So hence all the work in progress shows when you see a lot of comedians. They've always got notes because you don't know it's pointless remembering stuff if it's not going to make the cut. So, you know, you just go on like that. Probably go on, I think, with maybe about 75 minutes worth of stuff and whittle that down to about maybe 55, 50 for the tour. And then... When you start touring it, it it will naturally get bigger because, you you know, I I think it's only when you know the show inside out or or your first draft of the show when you're going on tour, when you know that inside out and you're enjoying it and you're performing it, that's when the real work can actually start. That's when you start. The real work comes when you don't actually care about remembering it and, and you know it and you know it works and everything's great then you start adding stuff or you start shortening stuff on the fly it's for me it's when you start doing stuff on the fly is when the real work happens and I'm a long way from that right now I'm I'm going to be going on stage with notes so it's, it's a horrible it's a horrible it doesn't really get any easier your confidence is always is, is never there when you first start the new show honestly I think like it's imposter syndrome. You go, right, this is the year that I'm going to get found out. This is a year when everyone realizes that Carl's got fucking nothing left and he's got no funny bone in his body and he's spent creatively and he's done. That's how I feel going into January, going into work in progress shows. <laughs> so it's horrible. But at the same time, you've just got to trust the process and know that that's how you feel at the start of every year. And... Just get on with it, just like a job, really. You know, it's like uh, I'd imagine. You know, if if you you work somewhere and you you're starting a new project and you're starting from scratch with new people, you know, it's, it's it's something like that. So you just gotta you just gotta go and and get on with it. And I used to put little little stories into like kind of prop the show up. So these were like stories that never really made it into an actual show. But then when it comes time to to do the new show. I'd, I'd just put them in just to like, you know, ah, I know this bit always gets a bit of a laugh. This can get us from one to the next. And I've stopped doing that because it, it it's kind of cheating. You know, you kind of, you you, you know that that's never going to make it to the tour. So why put it in to begin with? it's It just kind of slows down the whole process. But again, it's a confidence thing and it's, it's trusting yourself. So, you know, now when you start, when I do the new show, it's all, all completely new. Not like one bit. At the start or the middle, just to get you through, it, it's all completely new, it's all done, uh, it's all brand new, and that's what's petrifying about it. Yeah, some of the stories that kind of go into every single, end up going into every single show, it's, uh, I've got this Pot Noodle one, this is from, it's from way back when, it was like 2011, 2012, and I was doing, it was one of my first shows actually, I think it was called All The Rage as in uh, you know ooh, it's called being a very angry angry young man i was i was doing like a like a practice show like a, it was basically a work in progress show but i was doing it in preparation for the edinburgh fringe festival so it was somewhere in london in in july time and i was staying in this rank bed and breakfast oh i'll tell you how rank it was actually they said breakfast was included do you know what breakfast was in this shitty little bed and breakfast in london it was uh, i went upstairs so my room was downstairs i've never told you this actually yeah some of the shit places used to stay. Um, <laughs> one time I was in this, this bed and breakfast, and I went in the room that I was staying in, and it was like a single bed. And it was a peculiar wall, because I was lying there just looking at the wall. It was tiny as fuck. I could barely get the suitcase in. I just had to go in and lie straight down on the bed. <laughs> and uh, it was like £35 a night in London. So, you know, what you're expecting, right? And I looked at the wall, and there was like a semicircle of the wall. It was like this little alcove, and it was all tiled. And I was like, that's, that's quite peculiar. And the room stank of uh, disinfectant. I was just, all, I was like, oh, I guess just, it's all the cleaning products. And then I needed a wee in the middle of the night and I got up and I was like, where's the toilet? And the toilet was right next to my room. And I went, I'm having a way and I looked up and like the semicircle of the alcove just joined where my room. And I was like, this fucker's just put a partitioned wall in his bathroom and made another room and give it to me. (laughs) So I didn't get any sleep. Like, it was a horrible. So I just slept in a fucking bathroom for a night for 35 quid. (laughs) And the breakfast in the morning, it wasn't breakfast. It was, it was, it was fucking, it was like a table with a toaster. (laughs) It was a table with a toaster in the corner of, of a hall and then like a load of loose, Dry bread piled up on top of the toaster. No, no plates, no cutlery, no knives, no butter. There's, uh, hey, if you wanted butter with that, you had no chance. No butter, no jam, no marmalade, nothing. Just, just a big load of dry bread piled on top of the toaster. If you wanted to, to toast the bread, if you wanted to toast the bread, you would have had to hold all of the other bits of bread and then and wait for your toast and then like have the hot toast in your hand and then put the bread back. Just breakfast, breakfast included. <laughs> Dirty fucking bastards! <laughs> oh god! So yeah, so that night, you know, we we just ended up doing the show, and then I was drinking with the other comedians. It's like obviously I don't want to go back to the room because it's rats as fuck, right? So me me meal, me me evening meal that night it was a pot noodle. And I didn't, there was no knives and forks anywhere to be seen. Obviously, you know, look, look at the toast. So I remember one of the lowest points of me. life, and there was no kettle in the room as well. Or if there was a kettle, the kettle didn't work. But there was a sink in my room. So my dinner was a pot noodle that I was filling from the hot tap of the sink. And then I started mashing the pot noodle with the bottom of my toothbrush, which I used as a solitary chopstick that was me, that was me, so that was one of the stories that, you know, it, it goes in the show, but it doesn't really go anywhere for the, you know what I mean, it's like, it's, it is, it's a gross story, but it's like, if it's not, if there's no, if there's nothing coming at the end of it, then what's the fucking point in saying it, then married that up with another thought that I had years later, was, um, you know, when people with money always go like, oh, I've, I've just been to Japan, oh, you've never been, oh, you should go, like that was an idea. It never made it never made it properly. When I say never made it, I might have said it about ten times, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't last. And the thought process behind that was just like, you know, well, oh already oh, I should go. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's that easy. Yeah, because I've got money. Oh, that's where I've been going wrong. Yeah. I've been not going. So it was but you know what I mean? But again, it's like ah it, when you say it on stage it gets a laugh, but it it's one of those where again it didn't it didn't go anywhere. I'm all for trying to re-explore stuff, but I think sometimes it, it'll just present itself. I think as long as you know those ideas are kicking about in your head, when the time is right, if the time is right, it, it'll work. I even tried like doing that pot noodle story, doing the Japan story and then doing the pot noodle story and then looking in the mirror. As I assess me life, I'm eating pot noodle with the bottom of a toothbrush and I said, you know what you're doing wrong in your life, Carl? you should go to japan It's like a little quote co- but again it didn't it just did. ultimately it wasn't funny enough you have to you have to just be really harsh with yourself and go nope didn't cut it next what's next what we got so there's all kinds of little bits just just lying about Like i think it's possible to have the idea before you are ready or capable or skilled enough to execute it sometimes which again is fine i think as long as you keep a record of those ideas and they are always floating around in your head. Eventually, if if it's meant to be, it'll it'll see the light of the day. I mean I've got I've got the word policy written down from from 2017. Now if you came to the show, the Carl Hutchinson Live Show, which was straight after lockdown, you know I've got a hotel bit about the can I have a late checkout? No you can't have a late checkout. Why? It's policy. It's our policy. It's a it's a hotel's policy that you need to fuck off as quickly as possible. And then I go, why what possible reason could you have? And then uh policy. No, give us an actual reason. COVID. And it was perfect, because it was it was at a time when everyone was you know, when you couldn't fucking get anything because people were blaming fucking COVID. It was Brexit, COVID, petrol. That was a that was a the battle cry of everyone in twenty twenty one. Oh no, you can't have this. Covid, Brexit, petrol. You know, that was always everyone's battle cry. So but you know, I've got I'm looking at some old notepads here and I've got like I've got policy written down from two thousand seventeen. So what was I saying there? I was saying policy things people say do to sound important. Yeah, so you know, um myself yourself. All oh, right, yeah. That was yeah, people who say myself as well. The it it it's because people who say me, people don't want to say me because people don't think that sounds proper enough or official enough, so if myself could be of any use to yourselves, please don't hesitate to contact myself and I'll be happy to help yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, unreservedly apologize. All due respect. Literally, actually, basically, absolutely super instead of very conscious decision. So, yeah, I think these are just... That was me trying to write a bit of material about, you know, words that don't really mean anything that people say to try and sound important. But, again, some things are just better left as, a, as an idea. Got some other little ones just it's it's hard sometimes because you write them and you go like, oh that'll be great. And then you go on, you go, Oh fuck, is that just funny to you? I've got a uh, pre book taxi written down in one of these. Pre book a taxi. What the hell was that? That was like uh, can I book the taxi? Oh no, we don't take any pre bookings. Well what's a what is a pre booking? You know, you book before you book before you need the taxi. So you don't take any bookings. No, you book when you wanted it. Well that's a pre book when else and I think uh, when else am I gonna book a taxi? when i'm in the taxi hello i'm in the taxi well i'd like a taxi they're just half little ideas got something else here Moorish. yeah people who say Moorish as well that's just greedy bastards saying i want more yeah it's always worth hanging on to the notepad oh by the way if you come to any of the work in progress shows i just want to say none of this shit is in the show this is all new this is just an example of all the all the stuff that you write you know, you write everything. You keep a record of absolutely everything and then you you edit it down. This is just a little glimpse into what didn't make the cut. Yeah, and I've got some mad stuff written down from... God, this is when I was like at... I want to say maybe I was still teaching or something like that. So this one was called Work-Life Balance and never, ever saw the light of day. Never saw the light of day. So it was Work-Life Balance. It was You work five days, you get two off. And I said, you need to work four days a week and get three off so what you're saying here you don't really have two days off you've got nine hours off a week because friday from five till two that's the longest period you have before you think about going back to work now in that time you've got to leave work you've got to get washed you've got to go out get drunk get happy get mad get sad get glad get hungry get food get lost get angry find your way home get sleepy go to bed that's your nine hours God, I must think I was fucking George Collin or something. I'm trying to, trying to be like you know. Again, you can you can write stuff that just doesn't really sound, you know, fit in your voice or, or it doesn't fit the the story or the arc of the show that you're doing. Which is fine because you can use it as like a standalone thing. But the standalone thing has to be very very funny. Otherwise, just get rid of it. You don't get Saturday, Sunday off, you're hungover on Saturday and then you spend the other half of the Saturday regretting Friday, the other half of the Sunday dreading, the other half of the Saturday dreading Sunday. So you spend half Saturday regretting Friday, the other half dreading Sunday. Why do you dread Sunday? Because you're back to work Monday. Remember all the emails you sacked off? Well, they are waiting for you right now. They're going to be back with a few more. Oh, God, Jesus, what are you trying to be? What are you trying to say, Carl? What are you trying to say? That's what's wrong. You know, that's uh, that's why there's so much aggression in the world. Because who am I trying to be? <laughs> it's fucking political speech. Because there's you know, so much aggression because people have only got all of that time to get everything they want to do and get done done. And then they've got to go back to work. You need one more day off. And the work working week needs to be 10 a.m. till 4. What actually gets done between... You know what? Uh, okay, this bit I wouldn't write. What actually gets done between the hours of 9 and 10 and 4 till 5? That's your morning shite and your afternoon wank. That's fine, right? That's... I might write that down. Afternoon wank. I only need the last two lines. That's the thing. See, again, you need... The, the more you've been doing it, the more you can kind of look at something and edit it and go, Yeah, duh, I'll not have 95% of that. But what actually gets done in the working week? What actually gets done between the hours of 9 till 10 and 4 till 5? That's your morning shite, afternoon wank. Bang! That's classic call. Call can have that. Write that down. Afternoon wank. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her gonna have some afternoon wank. <laughs> Mother said, it when it's rained, it's rained while we wait till the middle. I've still got some old notepads from. From when I was at uni, when I was doing my PGCE. It's a postgraduate certificate in education. So I used to be a maths teacher before this. And, well, I see it before this. It was like alongside this, really. So I've got me my teacher diary that I was putting little open spot gigs in. And I've just got one written. Yeah, it's, um, I've just got half weed, half pay. That's when I used to do a gig for some guy. I don't want to say his real name if I you know, just said he pays in weed. But he used to book a gig at the end bar in Newcastle. And I think it was like 100 quid. Or you could give you two. It was like two twenty bags and and uh, sixty pound if you wanted. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, that brings back memories like Jesus. You forget all the all the daff little gigs you done, like. But we are doing that while I was a teacher as well. So I moved to Manchester and and I was a teacher and I was trying to do open spots as well. So my routine used to be, you know, finish the finish school at probably about four four thirty and then go. Yeah, run to the train station, Manchester Piccadilly, like get a taxi there. My bag was already packed, so I'd br- I'd come into uh, school with my suitcase on a Friday and then get the train straight to wherever I needed to be. You know, it was probably Nottingham, London, Leeds, Bristol at the time. I was doing a lot of the, the jonglers gigs and then stay overnight and then come back on the Sunday, do all my marking and all my prep on the Sunday, just... You know, I thought I had it for a while. I remember I had one of them dongles, the, the USB dongles, so I would have the internet on the train. Didn't realise it was gonna be bollocks internet. So so yeah, I did that did that for the better part of two years really. Well three if you count the teacher training as well. And oh brutal man, brutal. And then some of the gigs were they were midweek. I remember I I would do that on a Wednesday. I would I would finish school, go get the train to London, go and do Wimbledon. I think it was um outside the box for Math Brown. And I remember I nearly missed the train home because Andy Parsons turned up to do like an impromptu set and he was trying all the stuff out for Mock the Week. And, you know, what What am I going to do? Excuse me, mate, are you all right if I go on first because I've got a train, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I remember he did about 40 minutes and I was shitting myself. I was like, I'm not going to make it home, do you know what I mean? I'm not going to make it back. So then did my spot, got the train straight. Back to Manchester, I think I would have got back about maybe one, two, back, get a taxi, get in bed for half two and then up at half six. And then, yeah, just, I mean, looking back, I, I definitely had no place being a teacher. You know, there's there's regret there that I didn't just go, you know what, like, why didn't you just go for it with comedy? Not Not because of like where I am in comedy, but more like, God, I wish I didn't do teaching with one eye on the ball. You know what I mean? Because I thought I could. That's, uh, I think I was just young and arrogant enough to assume that you could do both. Like, well, as long as I'm getting the work done, right? What's the, what's the point? But no, it was, a, it was a classical, it was a classic definition of burning the candle at both ends right there. remember one time at the, the comedy store, it must have been a new material night, so it was a Sunday. No, for whatever reason, it was. A, I know it was a Tuesday and, and it was me, Mick Ferry, Mike Newall, Paddy Lennox, Damien Larkin, Phil Nichol, Rob Riley we are all there it was for whatever it must have been a charity gig or something on a Tuesday because I wasn't playing the comedy show at the time I was I must have been buzzing that I was doing 10 minutes as part of a charity gig and we're all there and we're all out on the piss and I'm going right I'm going to stay till 10 and then I'm going to go home and then I was like ah fuck it I'll stay till 11 and then eventually I was like you know what I'm going to call in sick I'm going to call in sick tomorrow I had me text all written out and 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 so then me and Mike all ended up staying out. Everyone else, but Mike all stayed at my house that night, and we stayed till about maybe two, three in the morning. I remember going to bed back home. Mike's on the sofa. I'm upstairs in in, in me in my bedroom, and I woke up. I set the alarm for six, and my head was you know when you wake up, and your head spinning, and I remember going like, all oh, right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send that pre prepared text now to. So I don't so I go back to bed, laugh my head off, right? And I looked and I was all, I was on like um, my phone and it already had all these Facebook notifications popped up that Rob Riley has tagged you in seven photos. And because all my teacher mates are already up before me, they were like coming and going, oh, wow, Carl, I can't wait to see what you're going to be like today. And I was like, oh, shit, I've got to go in. I've got go to go into work now because I've been, I what I know, before I even tried to phone and sick, I've, I've, I've got caught out. So I remember had to wake Mike up, give him my key, and I was like, You you're gonna have to come to the school and drop the key off later on. And I remember it was snowing, so as soon as I came out, I just like slipped and like just got a big wet arse. And then had to walk about half an hour from Rush home to Kirkmanshum Lane to go and do uh to go and, you know, teach for a for a whole day. And I thought like right, I'll just do I'll just do computer games. I'll do like You know, maths-based games. I'll get, I'll get the, I'll get all the computers out. I'll just do fucking back-to-back computer lessons. I'll get myself through it, and then, and then, wouldn't you know it? Like all the power went down, so it was all written lessons, and was, yeah, it was one of the worst, worst worst hangovers of my life. (laughs) And again, I had no place, no place being a teacher. I really didn't. That was. You know, I tried to tell that story to Brennan. Recently at Laugh for Kids, uh, Brennan. It's a fine story now, just like, you know what I mean? It it doesn't really go anywhere, but it's a a story. I tried to tell it. Mike Newell's name came up at Laugh for Kids, and I tried to tell that story to Brennan Reese and Chris Washington. And halfway, like, I realized that it's not, it's not like, it's fine for like a story, but it's not like a laugh a minute thing. And I, I remember going, oh, lads, you know what? Like, I've remembered this to be much funnier than I thought it actually was. I was like... I'm just gonna bail now and you say like, and Brennan Reese went, Yeah, I thought like this is this isn't really a story. You know, this is just Mike, you all had to turn up at your work to drop your key off. That's <laughs> You know when you think something's gonna be funnier than it is. I was like, Oh yeah, this is class and then halfway I just went, Oh god, I've lost all faith in this story <laughs> So I'm glad I got to tell it to you. I'm glad See, you can have the story in your head as it it'll eventually Hit the light of day. It'll eventually see the light of day. Isn't that the perfect analogy for what I've been talking about? What a good place to leave it. You have been fantastic as always. Thank you very, very much for listening. Have a lovely week. See you again sometime. Goodbye. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect.